County Health Department. Bars, restaurants, beauty supply places, barbershops, hair salons. As many as 5 million people haven't gone back for second doses of Moderna or Pfizer vaccines. There's a court hearing today in the case of a former Texas police officer who shot and killed a black man. CBS's Jim Crisula. A Texas appeals court today will hear arguments on overturning the conviction of Amber Geiger. The white former Dallas police officer was sentenced to 10 years in prison for the 2018 shooting death of a black neighbor in his own apartment. The judges will have to consider whether the evidence was sufficient to prove that her shooting of Botham John was murder. Geiger claimed she mistook his apartment for her own and thought he was a burglar. U.S. officials are worried about terrorism here at home. CBS's Nicole Skanga. Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas is launching an internal investigation to address the threat of domestic violent extremism within the Department of Homeland Security. Mayorkas called rooting out domestic violent extremism an urgent priority of the Biden-Harris administration in the wake of the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol in a memo to staff obtained by CBS News. When it comes to anti-Semitic assault, harassment and vandalism, the Anti-Defamation League's Oren Siegel says... 2020 remains the third highest year of anti-Semitic incidents that we've documented since we've been doing this in 1979. A new report from the ADL cites members of Jewish communities criticized when they refused COVID vaccinations and an increase in anti-Semitic Zoom bombing as work in schools moved online. Where in the world are you safest from COVID? CBS's Vicki Barker says there's a new number one. Move over, New Zealand. Singapore has just dethroned you as the world's best place to sit out the pandemic. It's number one in the latest Bloomberg COVID resilience rankings. Both countries now have near zero infection rates, but Bloomberg says Singapore's vaccination drive is moving far faster. S&P futures are up to Dow futures off 20. This is CBS News. CBS News Radio is your home for breaking news. With our team of reporters around the country and the world, we give you the coverage you can trust. Cleaning your fuel system can make your car run better and improve gas mileage. Visit O'Reilly Auto Parts and pick up a bottle of Chevron Tecron fuel system cleaner and add it to your tank during your next fill-up. On sale now. Buy one, get one free at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Stop by and talk to our professional parts people today or visit OReillyAuto.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. You went online to switch your car insurance to Progressive so you could save money. But then you saw a friend request from an old summer camp buddy. And now here you are, clicking through photos of his kickball team from 2011. Hmm, looks like they won the championship that year. Then he moved to Tulsa. Oh, a new tattoo. Yes, they said it was easy to save hundreds on car insurance with Progressive, but they forgot about the rest of the Internet. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates National Average Savings by New Customer Surveyed Who Saved in 2019. A court victory for Michael Jackson's estate. The judge dismissing the lawsuit by a man claiming Jackson molested him as a boy. Wade Robeson filed the suit against Jackson's estate four years after the singer died. But in his ruling, the judge says there's no evidence that estate managers had any control over the singer and had no legal ability to do that since he had complete ownership. Robeson was one of two men who appeared in the HBO documentary Leaving Neverland to claim that Jackson molested him. The other man's suit was dismissed last fall. 
Robeson's attorney says he'll appeal. Peter King, CBS News. Want to cook up a hearty dinner? First, I'm going to start with the meatballs since they take a little bit longer. If you're looking for a beefy recipe, skip Epicurious. Condé Nast's website will not include new recipes that call for red meat. The publisher points out livestock causes about 15% of Earth's greenhouse gases, 61% of it linked to beef. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. The IRS doesn't mess around. If they want your money, they'll take it. They can take your paycheck and bank accounts, too. Even threaten your home or business. Don't take on the IRS alone. If you owe back taxes, the smartest thing you can do is call Optima Tax Relief. The experts at Optima specialize in a powerful IRS tax assistance program called the Fresh Start Initiative. And their clients that qualify are saving... Even tens of thousands. One call starts the process to stop the demand letters, stop aggressive collection actions, and stop the IRS from targeting you. But don't delay. It's important to act now while you still have options. Optima is A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. Optima has already resolved over a billion dollars of tax debt for their clients. Get your life back. For tax help you need, for tax help you can trust, call Optima now for your free consultation. Call 800-343-6460. 800-343-6460. 800-343-6460. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. At Century National Bank, we believe strong communities are built with local volunteers, donations, and leadership. Last year, we supported 301 local organizations and donated more than $393,000 to our local communities. Our bankers care about helping our entire community thrive and prosper. Century National Bank is committed to investing money locally and doing everything in our power to support the people and groups in our neighborhoods. Century National Bank, Division of the Park National Bank, member FDIC, CenturyNationalBank.com. In the Army National Guard, family means everything. Our parents, they were really supportive that all five of us would join. I got my education because of the Guard. I got to travel a little bit and experience a whole different culture. It helped me get my job, it helped me pay for my house. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard instills pride that you and your family will share. Visit NationalGuard.com to learn more about part-time service. Sponsored by the Ohio Army National Guard. Aired by the Ohio Association of Broadcasters and this station. Uh, hello. Honey, where are you? Well, I'm at Rural King, darling. What? You sent me to and you go to Rural King? You went to my favorite store without me? Well, I was just passing by and saw they were having their King of Spring event. I had to get some veggies and herbs before they're gone. But you went without me. Friends, don't wait another minute. Rural King is the King of Spring and nobody beats their prices. But you went without me. Start your mornings with Scott Daly from 6 to 12. Hop on the party line from 9 to 10. Join Sky Hope on Classic Caravan from 4 to 6 p.m. And listen into the sports fan at 6.06 on Classic Hits 970 and 97.1 FM WATH. 0% for 84 months on 2021 Jeep Cherokee 4x4s at Mark Porter Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. April is going to be a great month to get a new vehicle from one of the Mark Porter Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram stores in Pomeroy or Jackson, Ohio. Over 300 units on the ground and more coming as our competitors are out of vehicles. We have them. Buy a new Ram 2500 or 3500 up to $10,500 off from one of the biggest heavy-duty Ram truck dealers in Ohio. Our goal is to be the number one dealer in Ohio. Stock them deep and sell them cheap. Shop 24 hours a day at MarkPorterRam.com. New 2021 Ram 1500s have 0% for 72 months plus $1,500 rebate. 
The Car Ferry says get a new 2021 Jeep Wrangler, save up to $4,500 off. Or we have over 30 Jeep Gladiators, discounts up to $5,000 off. 2021 Jeep Compass 4x4, 0% for 84 months. Look at MarkPorterJeep.com. So come to Route 33 in Laurel Cliff in Pomeroy, Ohio, or Route 32 in Mayhew Road in Jackson, Ohio, and save. Sale ends April 30th. I'm probably okay to have one more drink before I drive home. I'm probably okay. I open the window to stay alert. Probably okay. I just popped some gum in my mouth. Step out of the car, please. I probably made a mistake. Probably okay isn't okay when it comes to drinking and driving. If you see a warning sign, stop and call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. WATH Wow, it's glorious out there. Look at that sunshine. Temperatures are going to be really great, too. 61 right now here on Columbus Road. Headed up to 83. Wow. Hey, we got another uh, thing that's hot, and that's our, our community college, right? Hawking College. And every few months, we're pleased to welcome the president of that organization to our airwaves to update us on things there at Hawking College, Dr. Betty Young. And today is uh, the day we're going to do it. Good morning, Betty. Good morning. Good morning, Dave. Good to talk to you this morning. Well, thank you. It's always a pleasure. Listen, I was... uh, uh, you, you know, when you listen to different colleges around the country, and um, Ohio University has been no exception, um, you hear about decreasing enrollments and, and and just you know some bad news, or they're or they're they're worried, and uh, economics are uh, tough, and so on and so forth. I've I've been wondering, is this true for? community colleges or tech schools as well? Well, it is, Dave. Um, And we as a country should be concerned because what it says is that, you know, there are job openings, many, many job openings. I never graduate enough students to fill all the jobs that are available. And yet um, we can't seem to get people excited about doing um, college. And, you know, two-year colleges have a little advantage in that we can do it in two years or less. Mm-hmm. many short-term certificates. So people can come, and the return on your investment, you can go to work somewhere, and uh, within six months you can make back the money it costs you for that education. You can't get that return on investment in any other uh, sector. So, you know, there's a lot of advantages, and the, and the jobs sure are there. So we just got to work to get more people back into college. Well, you know, that may make my next question a little bit uh, fuzzy, but... I was going to, one of the things I jotted down to talk about today was in rough percentages of Hawking College students, um, what percentage go right into the workforce upon graduation after their two years? Or 
what percentage proceed on to try to earn a four-year degree? I can't give you the exact percentages, but it's around 80-20. 80-20. of our students do go on to uh, four-year universities, and it's not just the arts and sciences students. You know, many of the universities uh, accept complete credit out of any of our technical programs so people can go on, and those that want to go into management in their uh, fields and so forth have the opportunity to do that. Franklin University in Columbus has been a big partner with us, and um, they offer actually three plus ones, as do several other partners now with us. That means that that student can do three years, basically, with Hawking, uh, getting the additional general education classes that they need, and then the final year they do with the university. It really reduces the overall cost significantly mm-hmm. uh, I was I was saying I was uh, acknowledging what you were saying. I just said, "Uh huh." <laughs> Sorry about that, but didn't, if you thought I interrupted, I didn't mean to. No, no. You know, um, we also know that COVID. Let's face it, has really interrupted everybody's life. Oh my. Um, And those uh, graduates last from high school in twenty, and even the graduates this year in twenty one are really facing a very different future than than the students just a couple of years ago. And so um, this summer, for example, we're doing a Reclaim Your Future project. And what we're offering to those graduates in the class of 20 and 21 is a summer startup scholarship. So they have the opportunity to come to Hawking, and uh, we'll get them started with a couple of classes this summer. And if they need to work, we'll also put them to work here at the college. And they can, if they need a place to live, we can provide that and a food uh, plan for them this summer. So any of those students that are coming out of the 20 or 21 class that feel like they got kind of derailed, this is a way for them to get restarted again. We're really proud of this project. So the current enrollment, you know, I'm kind of a numbers guy. Um, how many students does Hawking College enjoy? We've been right at 3,000 now for the last several years, and that's held pretty steady for us. Now, that's that's a large number. I mean, it is. You know, the best part is graduating more students than we ever have. So the percentage of students actually finishing mm-hmm. uh, has gone up during COVID. So I think those students that are in school are really seeing that, you know, the um, completion is really important to them. Now, you know, we hear about Ohio University with 25,000 students uh, or greater or whatever, or less. But, um, you know, a lot of the schools that I think highly of, um, let's say the College of Worcester or something like that, um, Oberlin, uh, you know, they they would be thrilled to have 3,000 students is what I'm trying to say here. So I I think what you're doing must be doing something really well, right? Well, I think, you know, the advantage to Hawking College, and of course we don't try to compare ourselves to any of the universities, but we are, our campus, the feel, the look, the way we operate here feels much more like a private college. We have dorms, we have athletics, we have, you know, all kinds of, um, things that students can do here on campus, clubs and organizations. You know, we have a theater club that started this year, been very popular. We have a choir. We have a small band. I mean, it's very much that small liberal arts college kind of experience, Mm -hmm. the difference being that you can do a two-year degree with us, come out making, you know, $40,000, $50,000, $60,000 a year, 
straight out of the door, depending on the program that you're coming out of, and um, and be on your way. Well, April, um, some organization, or anyway, nationwide, they've decided April is Community College Month. And, yes. uh, of course, Hawking College uh, originally was a community college. It still is to some degree. Uh, originally it was a tech school, but now it's more well-rounded or not more well-rounded, but you know what I'm trying to say. Um, I we just, I think our hon- offering, honking you is, know, to hon- offer the technical courses that we've always offered, plus many new ones, yeah. um, new programs that we have coming on for this fall include social work, data analytics, which is a really high demand. We were in Columbus a couple of years ago and the employer's really gave us direction in doing a data analytics program here, theater, sports management, cabinet making and architectural millworking, advanced manufacturing, HVAC, fashion design and retail merchandising. These are, these are new programs either last year or this year that um, continue, you know, to say we're always looking at what are the market needs, you know, and where there are jobs, then we're going to create programs for that. And where there aren't jobs, we're going to discontinue programs. Mm-hmm. Well, that only makes sense, you know. It, we or, think so. <laughs> yeah. The um, You have a board, right? I have an outstanding board. They're all community members, and they all volunteer their time to be on that board. And, um, you know, so, so there are times when boards have certain feelings and administration has, um, they don't always match. Um, how do you work those out? Well, I am very fortunate in that the board and I are absolutely aligned on the direction of the college. You know, my first job here was to make sure that we were fiscally sound, and we have done that. Um, and then my second, you know, mission was to grow um, in terms of improving facilities, improving programming, um, trying to minimize the impact of the declining enrollment that we see because of demographics and so forth. And, and, and I think, you know, we've done a good job at it, which is why it's easy for the board to say, keep going. You know, we're going in the right direction. Right. Um, it's not that we don't ever stub our toe, and it's what I try to teach our students here, you know, that stub their toes from time to time, is that, um, you know, you learn from that and, and you get better and you continue to improve. And Hawking College has definitely uh, done that. Now, uh, you've been there nearly seven years. Um, what are some things that you wish you could have done and, and you didn't quite get there? Oh, gosh. There's not a lot. <laughs> yeah, we're so fortunate. You know, right now we have the new equine center. It's a little over $2 million project. It's almost an acre under roof that supports the equine program, but it's also a multi-use facility, mm-hmm. so we'll be able to do other kinds of things there as well. We started the animal-assisted therapy program, which had been a vision of mine for many years before coming to Hawking. That kind of program and understanding that industry and the need, and it's grown significantly, so that's been a big one for us. So if people want to train dogs, they want to learn how to do grooming, um, you know, that's that's what that program does. Um, you know, we are doing things, more things with K-12 than we've ever done. The College Credit Plus program is bigger than it's ever been. Last year, we saved local families over $1.2 million in tuition 
by their high school students being able to complete the college classes while they're still in high school. You know, that's a big up for our local families. This year we'll do an NR Educators Workshop for middle and high school educators in June. Uh, we've got STEM camps for high school students this summer. We've got something we call the Wise Pathway Career Exploration for Women. I'm particularly fond of this program because, as you know, I didn't go to college until I was 28 years old. And as a woman, you know, it wasn't really at that time, women, if you were going to be a nurse or a teacher, maybe you went to college. Otherwise, it wasn't really promoted for you. And so this one is really important to me. We're also doing this homeless health this summer. And um, this is just going to, this, I'm announcing it publicly on your radio station this morning. How about that? The homeless, homeless health program is intended for families that find themselves in a pickle because of maybe COVID or other economic circumstances. Um, maybe, as I understand, you know, you're a woman who feels like you're economically trapped in a, an abusive relationship and you're looking for your way to protect yourself and your children. So the Homeless Help Project, with the help of LaRue Properties, we're able to provide housing for those families over the summer. The college will provide a food plan for those families. We'll provide programming for the children of those families and adult uh, programming for the adults as well as uh, providing an opportunity for the adults to work here on campus while they're finding their pathway. And this Wise Pathway career exploration is going to be one way for them to kind of figure out, you know, how do I get into college and then how do I either get a short-term certificate or a two-year degree that will allow me to be able to support my family. And really, that's all anybody wants, right? We want to be able to take care of our families and, um, and provide a future for ourselves and for our families. So this is a big one for us. And, and with the help of LaRue Properties and, and the folks here on campus, we've put together a pretty good uh, opportunity for people. So if you know somebody that's in that kind of a situation, have them uh, give a call over to the college. We'll meet up with them wherever we need to to talk through the program. We do require that you drug test in the program, um, but if that's an issue for you, we'll help you get on a path to rehabilitation as well. The, um, uh, you know, something <clears throat> that's always sort of caught my eye since you started doing it was athletics. Now, uh, we have, um, let's see, we got football and basketball, and then was there another one before this? We have archery, we have an equine team, and we have an esports team. Okay. Now, this year you've added some more. Yes. So this year we're working right now. Uh, our softball coach just joined us, and we already have, I think, six women signed up for our softball program. And he's just been here a couple of weeks. We started cross country. It's a local gentleman um, who runs a lot of major races. And so he's, when I say run them, I don't just mean physically run them. I mean he operates those races. Mm -hmm. So he's got a great background in bringing quality cross country programming to us. And then uh, we're in the process of uh, interviewing for our baseball coach. Well, you know, I just think this is a, uh... Highly unusual. Now, maybe you're going to tell me, oh, no, there's all sorts of uh, community colleges around the nation that are doing this. But 
I, I want to think it's um, special and unusual. Am I right or wrong? Uh, so you're wrong. <laughs> the National Senior <laughs> College Athletic Association is the equivalent of the university's organization, but it's for junior colleges, two-year colleges. Okay. And um, in Ohio, there's not a lot of football, for example. We're the only football team in Ohio. But in other states, there are many football teams, New York, uh, Michigan, um, Mississippi, Georgia. There are a lot of uh, – Kansas is another big state. So there are a lot of football teams um, out there. Baseball and softball and basketball and women's volleyball, by the way, that we also have women's volleyball. I miss that. And we have cheerleading. Um, you know, they exist here in Ohio as well. And so we play in the Ohio League – uh, for some of those sports, and then we play more on the national field uh, with some of our others. Actually, our uh, basketball program was number 16th in the country this year, so we're really proud of them. Wow. Well, um, let's see here. Let's talk about. Um, let's talk about uh, the the oddness, and I'm that's a bad word. I don't mean that. The unusual situation of Hawking College. You know, when you look at community colleges, tech schools, whatever you want, whatever phrase you want to use there, um, dormitories, um, on-campus living. Um, I mean, this is rare, right? This is rare. Uh, in this part of the country, again, uh, a lot of other Kansas, Mississippi, a lot of other states have this, but in Ohio and our surrounding states, we are very unique in that uh, standpoint. You know, and if we weren't, we would be a very small college. People come here from all over the country because of the uniqueness of our programming. The programming that we have, our natural resources, is a good example. It's been a foundation of this institution for many years. And students come from all across the country. The very first kid I met when I walked on campus was from Florida. Mm. And he came here on a bus to be in our natural resources program. He's since graduated and moved on. And uh, we're excited about him and his career. But they do come from Cleveland and Cincinnati, all over Ohio. And, again, some of these students want that experience of a college life, you know, and that opportunity to grow up in a safe environment where we can uh, – we can handle, you know, a lot of, if you stub your toe, we're going to try to help you get you back on path here. A lot of wraparound services to our students. And so they want that experience, but they're not prepared for the cost of a four-year degree or maybe for putting in that kind of a time commitment. And they can get so far um, ahead by having the two-year degree, and there's so many job openings that it's, it's like a no-brainer, really. There's, there's also, a, um, how do I want to put it, an international angle that Hawking enjoys that I'm not sure a bunch of other community colleges have. Now, w w explain to our audience what that might be and how long it's existed and why. So we've been uh, working with the country of Jamaica for more than 25 years now and particularly in the hospitality and mm -hmm. um, culinary programming. But in recent years, um, we've also started doing significant work with them in the fields of construction and, uh, you know, some other areas. So 
That's been a long-standing relationship, and we're very proud of that. We do training in Jamaica as well as students coming here. We've also, in the last couple of years, started um, a program in the Bahamas. And so we have a couple of students here right now uh, from the Bahamas, and, um, you know, uh, that's worked out really well. COVID has uh, slowed things down a little bit on the international market, as you might imagine. Of course. But we've, those are very strong programs for us. And it brings great diversity to our campus, that international flair. We enjoy that. So um, say you were on a flight and you sit down next to somebody and they just want to know, what are Hawking College's points of pride? And you just have to list, or not have to, but, I mean, you want to list 6, 10, 12 items. Just boom, 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 boom. Do it to me. Okay. Well, I would definitely talk about our entrepreneurial uh, ventures because our students go through programs and they not only prepare for the workplace, but they also prepare to be entrepreneurial uh, and own, own and operate their own business or work as though they do for others. So, for example, uh, you know, we own our own restaurant. A hotel is reopening in another uh, few weeks here. Um, those are just two examples. We well, let's be a little more specific. We run a campground there. Betty, Betty, so, let, let me ask you to be a little more specific. When you say you own your own restaurant, the name of yes. it is? Rhapsody on yes. the Square in Nelsonville. We need to promote them. Go ahead. Yes, we do. And then so the, ho can, the hotel is, um, um, it too has food, right? The hotel uh, only does food now for special occasions, and the hotel will do a, a continental breakfast for our guests. Okay. And it opens here in a couple of weeks, it, and we call it the Lodge at Hawking College. Right. also have a, uh, a brand-new food truck we call the Hungry Hawk. That's the fastest-growing segment of the culinary industry. And so that launched uh, last a couple of weeks ago when we opened the Nature Center, the new Nature Center here at Hawking College. All of these are entrepreneurial ventures where students get the chance to practice um, different types of business that they're learning to do, you know, through their programs. But it's not just about learning about. They're actually getting the chance to practice and to do. And that draws a lot of students to us because most of us tend to be hands-on kind of learners. Um, the book is great, and we need to learn the theory behind things. But at the end, you need to be able to do something. And at Hawking College, you leave here having that ability to do whatever field it is that you've been studying. Now, we uh, started uh, the driver's education program. Yeah, so I, was, I had that on my list here. I thought that was an odd one. Now, this is not just for, this could be for any age, right? It can be, absolutely. And as a matter of fact, the demand is so high, we just got our second car, and it's at the place being wrapped right now. Mm -hmm. So you'll see them on the road, and you'll, you'll know them when you see them. They, they're very distinct, and they have our hawk on them. Uh, but we, we found out that many students came to us, and I have a hard time relating to this because I think the day I was old enough, I went and got my license. I was so excited to do that. But a lot of our young people today aren't really doing that. And so uh, the other group of students that we have that come to us are foster youth who may, because of the foster system, not been able to get their driver's license. And so we wanted to start this for our own students. But what we found was that our local community really had a need. And so we're extending this and open to the public uh, to do driver's education now. 
I'm betting there's other community colleges about the state uh, that uh, really admire or wish they could be Hawking College. Um, uh, you know, Dave, we have visitors that come to see us from all over the country and um, because they do want to see how we do things here and what we do, and it is very different. And most are looking to be able to start things that we started. Uh, we play, played a football team, Sussex, this year out of New York. Uh, we met halfway in Pennsylvania and played on a field there. But they came here to see how we did athletics because they wanted to start that. We've had uh, schools visit us to see how we do eight-week classes, which is a little different format, but we find it works very well for our students. Uh, we've had people come to see it, how the entrepreneurial ventures work. You know, we've had people come to visit the distillery and the brewery and the cannabis testing lab to see how those work because their states are, you know, either attracting those industries or, you know, um, and they're thinking about how do they prepare the programming to meet those needs. So, yes, we're very proud of the fact that, that we are a place where people want to come and learn what we're doing here. Now, I don't know how I missed this, but the um, brewery and that sort of thing, when, when did that begin? So we started the fermentation science program a couple of years ago. Uh, we actually had our first graduate last year, but we have a couple more graduates this year. And um, we also have a great partner over in Shawnee. You may have heard that there's some folks that have come into Shawnee and are really redeveloping that little town. Yep. And so we create for them uh, the Black Diamond brand of um, craft brew. And uh, so that's just one of our partners. But um, yeah. the distillery is currently in New Straitsville. We're in the process of bringing it over to Nelsonville. So we hope it will be an, a new tourist attraction for our community here in Nelsonville and draw us more visitors here. Um, well. Yeah. Cool. Okay, so throw some numbers at me. How many faculty do you have, roughly? Oh, my goodness. I have about 80. I'm going to say the number's close to 80. Okay. So our faculty are um, just what you would think of as traditional faculty, but, again, we do things a little different at Hawking. We also have our program managers, who some places might be called chairs, um, that lead their programs, provide the leadership to the programs, and they teach in the programs as well. They're responsible for bringing in those advisory committees from the industry to make sure that what we're offering is relevant, and they're responsible for doing some of the recruiting for their programs and so forth. Years so it's ago, a large group. Years ago, I sat on one or two of those, and yeah. it's... Um, I'm just amazed at Hawking, and I don't know, maybe every... Community college is so good, but it just, um, this is the one I know. And so when I hear about a program they're doing, it just sounds unique to me, and I'm proud of it. Thank you, Dave. I really appreciate that coming from you. Um, you know, we did restart the film and video program here as well, and so um, that's another, you know, fairly new program, but it was kind of a rebirth of an old program. Right. Well, a number of my um, actual employees here at the station have been part of that in either teaching it or um, or graduates of it, for that matter. Okay, yeah. 
Well, listen, um, what have we failed to bring out? Um, Hawking College, uh, That if you had to list a, a points of pride, um, what what's the most, the first thing you would mention? Well, I would just mention the fact that students get jobs when they leave us and they get the and they have a return on their investment of six months and that's just unheard of. I don't know where you can invest anything and get a return in six months. Right. And so, um, you know, I'm most proud of the fact that we have we have all inclusive pricing now. So the students come, they know what the books you know, everything is included in their cost. So every semester is priced that way and they know exactly what they're getting into and they know exactly you know, we can help them make sure that they're prepared. Because the last thing I want is a student to financially be struggling or worried about how they're going to, you know, pay for what they're doing. So we do um, what we call seat ready up front and make sure that they're really ready to start um, both financially as well as, you know, have everything else in their life in order. Now, COVID, um, it's uh, been distressing for everyone. And it's had us to, uh, caused us to have to change the way we've done normal activities. Uh, how has it affected your campus? Well, you know, we haven't gone unaffected, but I have to say that we have um, really endured very well. And I take a great pride in the fact that we had a great team here that put together the uh, reopening plan. We did reopen in full force in uh, the fall with our dorms, with face-to-face classes. Um, we did have protocols in place. So we required students to have um, check in every morning when you come to campus. So you get a wristband, you have your temperature taken. We ask you a series of questions. If you are, um, you report to COVID at hawking.edu if there's any issues. If you're facing those issues, we don't even want you to come to campus. Just report and then somebody would call you and walk you through to determine if you needed to be quarantined. If so, we help those students uh, stay current in their classes while they were quarantined. But you know, we have, um, we've just been blessed with the, um, putting a lot of these things in place and not seeing any significant outbreaks on our campus. And you know, our students live here on campus. We have, you know, our dorms are, are typical dorms, students living together. What, uh, just for kicks, um, again, because I'm kind of a statistics guy, uh, what percentage of your students um, require either uh, to rent a home there or to live in the dorms, as opposed to living at their homes and commuting? Dave, you asked me numbers I don't always know the exact answer to, <laughs> and I hate about anything that's not accurate. Okay. Our dorms... Um, we have up to 500 students in the dorms at any time. Okay. Um, and then, of course, the local housing here, uh, we took a, a stance a couple of years ago that um, we would have recommended housing in town. So mm-hmm. we actually now inspect places and to get on our list of approved properties because we want our students to live in safe, safe environments, you know. Um, so we've taken that approach. Um, you know, we also... Uh, created what we call the Opportunity House. So if we have a student that's really struggling um, to stay in the dorms with uh, other students for whatever reason, uh, we have an opportunity for them to go into an eight-week program and uh, learn better skills uh, to be able to be successful in the dorm situation and, and be able to move back into that. 
so um, I can't give you an exact number, but right. I can tell you that um, we have more and more students who are uh, living on their own today than ever. Um, and so it's why, you know, we're, we're attuned to things like this homeless program. We're attuned to the foster youth who age out of the system. We have great programming here to help them as well. Uh, we're very attuned to these 2021 graduates whose families may have had some very significant financial issues and feel like they lost their opportunity at their future. Um, so, you know, we're tuned into that. The, um, the, the, the typical uh, Hawking grad um, goes into um, probably the workforce, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, we have programs with the local unions like Local 18 Operating Engineers out of Logan, and uh, our students can go through our heavy equipment program and have the opportunity to go in as a third-year apprentice with the union. The construction program, I think one of my students out of that program is going to work for a private employer this spring, but the rest of them, I think, are all going into the Carpenters Union, mm -hmm. and they go in again as third-year apprentices they have to test and do all of that but we have a we have a very strong program and so um, the employers love us and um, Davy Tree uh, for our forestry program has been a great example of a, of a company that supported us supports the students provides scholarships to students Lancaster felt a need for workforce development and came to us and asked if we would open a college there and so we opened a, a workforce training center um, working with their area employers there in Lancaster. So we're doing advanced manufacturing, HVAC there, um, some other things. So, um, you know, the hospital system uh, with all of the healthcare workers, we do a medical laboratory technology program that is, um, you know, the, we can never produce enough graduates out of that program and uh, for the jobs that exist. So it's another great example. Well, I just think uh, what you do is really quite um, cool. What uh, tell, tell me what I have failed to bring out. Um, I think you did a good job, uh, Dave. We uh, were named a Tree Campus USA uh, this year, and of course, you know that goes to our natural resources roots here. Um, we had 25 students who participated in the National Signing Day uh, for community and technical colleges. And this mirrors the NCAA's National Signing Day for Athletes, but instead of athletes, this is uh, for students who are entering technical fields and celebrating the dignity of actually work. And, you know, um, there's, I don't know when's the last time you tried to get some remodeling done at your house or anything like that, but finding people who are trained and skilled and, and willing to do this kind of work can be very difficult. And so they're great careers, great careers. Mm -hmm. And in a short period of time, you can be ready for them. You know, um, another thing is that maybe it's COVID, maybe it's whatever, but um, there have been a number of, how do I want to call it, public events held on your campus that people really looked forward to that I guess for a year or so now we haven't particularly been able to enjoy. Um, I think of... Um, well, now, and then there's new things you're adding now, bow hunting national championships. 
Um, yes, and- that's in July. The International Bow Hunters Organization uh, years ago used to do this uh, third leg of their comp- their national competition here at hockey, and for many years they weren't here. And they're, um, the people who compete in that ask, can we come back to hawking? We really like it. And so we're super thrilled about this. July 8th through the 11th, the International Bow Hunters Organization will be here with their champion Triple Crown Tournament. There will be approximately 2,000 or so people here. Uh, in September, we're doing the BMW, uh, I don't, it's called Waylon Wayne or Wild Wayne or something like that. But... Um, they, the folks either ride the Wayne National on their bikes, uh, these are motorcycles, BMWs, or they ride the Wendy 9 that we have through our area, and they camp on campus, and they have entertainment and so forth, so we're really excited about that. This organization also does uh, youth events and uh, veterans events to encourage uh, young people to learn the sport of motorcycle riding as, as well as to help veterans, so it's a pretty neat group. But there's been other things you've been doing for years. Um, I want to say there's one on the 4th of July, maybe. And then there's yes. there's some other things that, that have had to alter themselves some, but it looks like we're about ready to bring them back, right? Yeah. Actually, Thunder in the Valley last year, we were able to, be, to provide a space on campus for that because, you know, people were outside and socialing distancing and so forth. So that's the 4th of July. Our local fire department in the city put that on here on our campus, and we're happy to host that. The one we've been missing is the Nelsonville Music Festival. That's it. And that's a big event here on our campus that we're proud to be a partner with Stewart's Opera House. This year, um, we're just getting ready to meet with them, but there's a plan to do some free concerts here on campus at the... um, at Robbins Crossing. Mm-hmm. We did some concerts on our own in the last year or two at Robbins Crossing. Um, because we're all outside there, it makes a lot better opportunity even during COVID for us to have done a few things like that. So, yeah, you should watch for the announcements on those. Well, listen, um, <clears throat> I, I appreciate what you do up there. Keep it up. Uh, by all means, um, you and, and um, oh, um Kyle and so on, um, Matt. Keep in touch with us. We're thrilled to promote everything you have. Uh, of course, our airwaves are good at other times too to, to promote uh, students coming to you and all that. Uh, just keep up well, the great work. I appreciate that, Dave, and I appreciate the public service you do by making sure people in the community know about all of these things that we're doing. Because you know, somebody knows somebody who's facing homelessness, and somebody knows somebody who graduated in 20 and 21 who didn't get their chance to, to start their pathway. And so, you know, these opportunities for no-cost kinds of things that we can offer to some people mm-hmm. is a real great way to jumpstart and help our local community and, um, and get us back some kind of besides our Besides our bringing these things up um, in regular announcements uh, throughout the the each month and stuff um if someone were to try to find somewhere uh i'm going to call it a website uh would they go to something that is talking about hawking college would they go to something that's talking about nelsonville what what would you suggest well certainly hawking.edu www.hawking.edu 
is a good source, a uh, starting point for anything. Okay. And then, you know, we actually answer phones here. So, um, you know, calling our, our main information number and, and getting put through to the right kind of people uh, for, for what your particular interests are, um, you know, or just stopping into the campus. We are open now. Uh, you will have to wear a mask when you're here sure. uh, still right now. Um, but, you know, stop by and come in and talk to us. Uh, the Light Hall is our sort of main information building, and, um, and we're open for business. Cool. Well, listen, again, Betty, uh, anytime you want to uh, get some words out uh, special, let me know because I think you do a great job. Thank you, Dave. Right. Great talking to you this morning. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Uh, so Dr. Betty Young. President of Hawking College. Um, did I understand her to say that um, she went to college at the age of 28? Um, so, you know, that's a non-traditional student. And that's one of the things, one of the appeals of Hawking College is it, it can cater to and help many non-traditional students, if you know what I mean, that expression. All right, let's see here. What do we got? Um, I'm looking up here at our computer log. Um, let's see here. Um, can we plug in something there? Yeah. Okay. I think I know what you want. And, uh, oh. I didn't even know that was an option. It certainly okay. is. I can't believe we're doing this, folks. But <laughs> after uh, the terrific um, and, and important information of Betty Young, we're going to bring you Coach Art Turf. And you know how important he is. People's days just don't start right without it sometimes. Oh, we're punching keys here, and we'll have it in a second. By the way, it's 9.50 and a half right now. Sunshine, too. Sunshine, too. This is more work than I expected. <laughs> okay, here we go. You ready? Yeah. All right. I-N-E-P-T. Inept Tech. Two, four, six, eight. Who do we appreciate? Oysters, oysters. Raw, raw, raw. Well, Coach Turf, as we go into the ninth week of the season, your Oyster's still looking for that first win. You know, it's hard to believe that we done played eight ball games already. You know, one thing we haven't done this year, and we need to, to do that, is look at your stat sheet and see... Well, I, you know, I don't, I don't know if we need to do that, because, you know, statistics is for losers. Uh, but as long as you brought it up, where is that stat sheet? We would like to take a look at some of the numbers and... Speaking about numbers, you know, you got numbers all over them stat sheets, and we got a real fine statistician, a fellow named of uh, Norwalk. Numbers Norwalk, you know, numbers. He's been here a long time. He's, he's worked with numbers his whole life. He's a transfer from over to Casino State. You know, where we run across numbers back in, I believe, 1977 when we went out there and played Casino State, and, and he, uh, he was, he was uh, fond of using them numbers on them little bitty slips of paper, uh, and we transferred him over here because he was such a good uh, whiz at numbers. Most schools have their 
statistics on computer now. Are you computerized in your department over there? Well, we, no, we don't got our statistics on computer. We got them on these uh, sheets of paper right here. And every, every category you'd ever want. You got attempts, we got completions, we got yards, we got sacks, we got fumbles, we got interceptions. It's all here on these little sheets of paper because numbers does such a fine job. Well, let's take a look at some of the uh, stats. Uh, let's take a look at some of the offensive stats. since uh, They we are have pretty offensive, ain't they? We have fewer of them to, uh, to look at than we do defensive numbers. What about your quarterback? Well, uh, that's a boy named of a 12, third and 12, and you probably uh, could guess that he's a leading passer on the team. He's got the most completions. He's got the most yards, but there is kind of a, something that sticks out on a, like a sore thumb on the sheet. And what's, uh, what's that, Coach? Well, uh, no touchdown passes and 23 interceptions. That's not uh, exactly the ratio that you want when you're coaching. We'll be back to look further at the stat sheet with Coach Turf right after we pause for this message. And for such an irregular program, we bring you Metamucil. Be listening again, what? sports fans, for the next... We'll do it right here now. And we're back with Coach Turf looking at the Oyster stat sheet following the loss to ESP. What about... Uh, what about your rushing stats, Coach? Well, I'm glad you uh, looked at that on the statistics sheet because uh, we've done set a school record this year so far. Most folks carrying the football, 17 already, in not but eight ball games. And uh, I see old Fumbles Freeman down here has more fumbles, and he's got yards. And unfortunately, he's got to stay on the team because his daddy gives more money to the Alumni Association than anybody. Let's flip it over. Maybe the defensive stats will look a little bit uh, better. What about I, your... Uh, I done flipped it over here, I, and I see good old Bags Bogurski. He's our defensive tackle, you know, Bags. We call him Grocery Bags because that boy is about as wide as he is tall, and it's fitting that a boy named Grocery Bags would lead the team in sacks. I see a category here, Coach, C and B. I've never seen that on a stat sheet before. What is that? Well, you know, everybody on the ball club has got uh, something in that category, and I believe we lead the nation in that, and that's cuts and bruises. Be listening again, sports fans, for the next thrill-packed interview with the head coach of the Fighting Oysters of Inept Tech, the coaching legend in his own mind, the one and only Coach Art Turf. <laughs> We had a whole brass section there for that one. Um, you know, we have five minutes, and we need to really do some important stuff. Yeah, like we just did. Um, right. You know, some people here. Here, this is a radio station. They just don't start right without the turf show. This this is a radio station. We must always. Uh, consider every second that we're on the air to be highly important. So I ask you, Scott, why do yes, fe- why do ducks have <laughs> feathers? Uh, to feather dust. It says to cover their butt quacks. <laughs> Speaking of Metamucil. Oh, you didn't have to say that. Well, you know, it kind of goes in that kind of same dimension. I guess. Um, (laughs) I don't understand this. What kind of shorts 
do clouds wear? Uh, Thunderpants. Thunderpants? Oh, like underpants, maybe? I guess. I guess. Um... Here's another one. I entered 10 puns in a contest to see which would win. No pun intended. No impundent dead. Oh. Uh, how do you measure a snake? Um, very carefully. In inches, they don't have feet. Ah. Uh, uh, that one finally uh, worked a little bit. <laughs> uh, why is Peter Pan always flying? Um, uh, he, he likes to travel? Because he never lands. Oh. Okay. Was he from Netherlands? I, I, some of these are... Never, never land, wasn't it? Oh, I get it. Okay, that, no, okay. Um, oh, you heard of the rumor going around about, about butter recently, right? Of course, but lay, spread it on us. Oh. Well, you took away my punchline. Oh, man, I got one right. Never mind, I shouldn't spread it. Yeah. <laughs> Shane's over there shaking his head at that one. <laughs> What's he listening to us for? He should be listening to his own show. Well, he can't pass up this entertainment, I guess. Who would want to mess out on this, right, Shane? He's not, yeah. <laughs> He's like, I don't know. <laughs> um, what do you get from a pampered cow? Spoiled milk. Oh. How does NASA organize a party? They plan it. Yeah. That's cool. That was cool. It's not bad. They plan it. Um, <laughs> what's the best thing about Switzerland? I don't know, but their flag is a big plus. Uh, yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, You know, I, it was so cold in D.C. the other day, I saw a politician with his hands in his own pockets. <laughs> Shane enjoyed that one, too. How many tickles does it take to get an octopus to laugh? Ten tickles. <laughs> Tentacles? Yeah. See? See? Yeah. See? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. And with that, we are done, folks. Yeah. I mean, we're done. We are cooked. <laughs>